We are not affiliated with, nor do we represent Alcoholics Anonymous. We are simply here sharing our experiences, strength, and hope so that hopefully we can help someone through another day. Hi, everybody. I'm Vicki. I'm Lynn. And I'm Bree. And, and we, we are Telling, telling on Ourselves. Telling, telling, telling on ourselves. Telling, telling, telling on ourselves. Telling on ourselves. Telling on ourselves. Telling, 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 telling on ourselves. Whoop, whoop. You sounded really harmonic. Yeah, you did. I was, I was actually attempting that. So it was great. It was good. It was yeah. really you were, nice. You were tickling that, weren't you? I was tickling it. <laughs> My ears liked it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Telling on Ourselves. So this is the last week of the Four Agreements. I'm a little sad. Well, we could stretch it into five if we really wanted to go there, because he did we, amend his he original did. four agreements to five agreements. So. Right, and then we could also expand on the Toltec wisdom, which is very intriguing to me as well. So maybe yeah. we'll, we'll kind of So maybe this it. isn't the last week. Never say, yeah, sorry, never say never. I did get a couple of um, suggestions for topics that we can talk about offline. Awesome. Yes. We'll do that offline. (laughs) That's kind of like circle, we'll circle back and talk about that that offline. After we reach out to each other. Um, Before we start, though, we're always happy to do our first thought wrong. Dun, dun, dun. And I, I've got the first thought wrong. Actually, I had several first thought wrongs yesterday. It was one of those golden days where I just kept stumbling and putting my foot in my mouth. So I'm going to go with the one that um, still makes me chuckle. So I went to a meeting yesterday morning. I don't normally go to the Saturday morning meeting, and Vicki asked me to come because there was a lead speaker that does a podcast, and she does it. Shout a, out. Shout out to Jackie. And tell me the name of her podcast again. Her podcast is Zero Proof Recovery? I think so. And they do um, reviews, book reviews of books about sobriety, recovery, and self-help. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very excited about listening to it. I've already downloaded it. So she did a very compelling um, lead. She talked about um, it was fifth step. And then for you that you people that don't know, fourth and fifth step is basically telling your story and kind of getting all the ugly stuff out. And she was very forthcoming, um, very, very open about her journey and it was it was really inspiring so we broke out into our separate groups after the lead and um, they have a little group in the Saturday morning where a lot of times the women will have like their own little circle so we invited her to our circle and uh, I was really excited I I felt really connected to her and I chatted with her a little bit and I was you know being total groupy like I want to talk to you I want to know you I want your phone number I want to you know I was totally into it so we were doing around the circle sharing and I was thinking about a couple of things that she had said that had really resonated with me and um, so as they were going around the circle First, one person um, said the same thing, and now I'm totally blanking what it was, Chelsea. Uh, it was the keeping secrets. Oh, keeping secrets. See, keeping secrets. I already like snowed it under. So, a person shared about keeping secrets and, and how that resonated with them, and then another person said that. So, when it got to me, I'm like, man, that was my big revelation. That that's what that's what I really held on to in sobriety is that I I did hold a lot of secrets because for me it was like a control thing. And I realized that when I was working through the fourth and fifth steps, why I felt so strongly about having my own little personal secrets that nobody knew about. And so it got to me and two people had already said it. (laughs) 
So I told it myself immediately because I was already like, dang it, they stole my thunder. So I said, well, two people already stole my thunder because I was going to say that the thing that resonated with me was keeping secrets. And I said, you know, how fucked up is that? That as an alcoholic, I get mad because someone in my community has a shared feeling. And But that was my first thought. But the second thought, right, was that I immediately shared it. I didn't hold on to it. And it was a it was a really nice meeting. And again, I really did like Jackie. She was super cool. Yeah. And and that's all about our podcast, Telling on Ourselves. Yeah. 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 Well, and I just like that. It's like, okay, Lynn decided it's all right for other people to have the same ideas she has. <laughs> She'll I, allow it. I know. <laughs> and it, instead of like immediately going, oh, wow, there's other people that are on the same wavelength. I was like, they took my thought. But I mean, that happens. I've had that before too. Oh, sure. You know, especially during we- work meetings when you know, right. we're talking about stuff and, oh, I think I have the best idea and I like raise my hand, but you know, my boss calls on someone else first and they say it. I know. I'm like, no, that was my thought. I need the credit for that. Sure. <laughs> and it is that security thing of wanting to be the smartest person in the right. room. Right. Oh, absolutely. It, it helps with your self-esteem and your um, value. Right. Oh, and it's like, oh, I've been here longer than all of you. You can't possibly know. Oh, you, oh, you do have the answer. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> I had to be here four years to understand that. <laughs> slow learning. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> but We're it's the okay. slow skis. You yeah. know that turtle commercial, the family that's the slow skis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, and I just like that we have first thought wrong, but second thought second right. Second thought right. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And and it was um, very freeing to me to immediately let go of it in front of people. Right. Because, you know, I was embarrassed at first. Well, and I do just want to disclaim, too, that... So someone once told me, they were almost like calling me out on the first thought wrong thing. Like I had shared something and I had labeled it, oh, my first thought was wrong. And they go, well, you know, you shouldn't always have a first thought wrong. You know, through the program, it's you're supposed to have first thought right, you mm-hmm. know, if you have a good connection with your higher power and you're doing, you know. I'm like, well, I do. You know, we do have a lot of first thought rights, too. We do. But it used to be, like, usually never first thought right, mm-hmm. you know. Always what's in it for me or me right. taking your inventory or not being happy. So I just want to put it out there that we're not saying all of our first thoughts are always wrong. No, but but before I would always stay in my first thought. Oh, wrong. right. Yeah, there was I, no second thought. Right. No. Period. I stayed there, and I would be yeah. resentful and angry and frustrated and all those fun emotions. Well, and eventually it does turn into that, right? It turns into you have less first thought wrongs than you do first thought rights. Yeah. yeah, and and then it flip flops when you work a program. But you could also be working a program and have a bad week and have a lot of first thought wrongs. Or you could be having a week and having a lot of first thought rights. So really, it's just life. There is no perfection in any of this. And at least we have to be honest with ourselves. At least what we're trying to, I, I guess my point of first thought wrong, and maybe you guys can talk about what you think the whole point of it is, is to show that we are human and that even in recovery, we still might have these thoughts. But like you just both said, we get to first thought. Right. Or second, second thought, right. Second thought, right. Sometimes it's 14th. Yeah. For me. <laughs> yeah. Like 14th and I've talked to my sponsor and finally I see the light. You oh, know, yeah. Talk to God, talk to your sponsor. And then it's like, oh. It can take a minute. 
and, but that's okay because again, we had a meditation um, workshop last night, and uh, one of the things that Chelsea and I were talking about because we were in a group together that's so important in in this whole recovery journey is to recognize something name it, and then let it go. And that's true for so many different situations. And, and if you've ever been in therapy, you know, the, the biggest first step is just recognizing the behavior. Don't even get yourself all bent out of shape of not, about, not cha- about changing that behavior. Just recognizing it is such a big step. Right. Right. Great point. Right. So today. The agreement is. The agreement is. Always do your best. Yes. Your best is going to change from moment to moment. It will be different when you are healthy as opposed to sick. Under any circumstances, simply do your best and you will avoid self-judgment, self-abuse, and regret. Or regerts. Regerts. Regurgitated. (laughs) I mean, that is just so true. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, it's true because it's in the book. But I, when I just think about when I'm doing my best, I usually can look back and then feel proud or at least okay with the effort I did versus when I don't do my best, when I know I was super lazy at work one week or um, I passed in a meeting just because I felt tired and just was like, eh, I don't really feel like saying anything. I always kind of have, like, a yucky feeling. I'm very judgmental of myself, and I know it's, like, it's not good. So, um, for definition corner this uh, week, I there are definitions, by the way, for doing your best. But I found this really cool article that I'm going to um, quote from, and it'll, it'll be in our uh, show notes. It's F News Magazine, and it's the article is about doing your best. And this person, um, I'll kind of encapsulate it. She's talking about someone said that they keep telling them they're doing their best, and she's reflected on it she's like what does that exactly mean there is a misconception that in order to feel like you've done your best work you have to work until the moment you burn out I had always considered giving my best effort something that required me hitting a high standard that I've set for myself alongside standards other people have set for me after a lot of reflection I realized the standards of doing one's best can be whatever you want it to be what I've learned is that effort doesn't have to be an exhausting merry-go-round of I could have done better or I wish I had said something. It can just be the acknowledging, yeah, that happened. I can change it and I don't regret it. I really like that. I like that too. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it is so subjective doing your best. And one of the things that he talks about in this chapter is um, – doing your best on one day is not going to be the same as another day. And it's just like with any, it's it's life, you know, every day your circumstances and your situation is going to be determined by how much sleep you got. If you're hungry, if you're angry, if you're tired, you know, all of these things. So your best on one day could be kind of low, but with the, the material that you have, with the resources that you have at your um, disposal, that could be your best. Well, right. And I like that they said we have this misconception that doing our best means going to the point of burnout and Mm -hmm. exhaustion, because I think that is like a trend. And Vicki, you talk about this a lot is that's like it's cool in our society or it's like the standard or I I put a meme out there. Um, I emphatically poo poo the glorification of busy glorification of busy. Mm -hmm. Yes. And because busy doesn't necessarily mean good. And in fact, I've been so 
addicted to being saying I'm busy that I've made a concerted effort in these last couple of weeks to use the word full instead of busy. I love I have that. A full schedule. I am full. And here's the thing for me to always remember is that I would not be sober if I stay addicted to being busy. Like emotionally sober, I would not have uh, wellness in my life. And I need to realize that because I'm sober, I get to have a full life. And right. if I was in my disease, my full life would turn into a hot mess. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, this chapter, I wrote down so many things and so many words that are in this chapter are basically in our program. Mm -hmm. And it's, I mean, I wrote parallels. There there are so many parallels in this that I can't even stand it. Um, and then w one of the things is that I love that he says, and, and it's a big thing in our 12-step program, action. Action breeds results. And here it says, change is the result of action. It is the result of practice. Practice makes the master. And that is something that I have learned the hard way, that there is no easy way to change for transformation, mm -hmm. that you do have to practice. It's building a muscle, and it's it's why it's uncomfortable when we do it at first and we're toddlers, when we're setting boundaries. But one of the things that basically he wrote was, first you have awareness, then you decide you want change, and then you have to take the action to actually make that change occur. And right. I just love that. Um, I was going to say, uh, when we were preparing for this meditation workshop last night, Chelsea gave me this fantastic article that was in Time magazine, and it talked about building habits. And, you know, there's been all of these studies done in building habits. And one of the, the interesting things that I saw about it is there's, there's a lot of um, disagreement on how long it takes, but that's not really what it's about. It's about deciding that you want to do something that's going to be a change. And then when you make that change, first of all, you make your environment conducive to it. So let's say I'm going to exercise after work. I put my exercise clothes in my car so I can go straight from work to there. And then I, I schedule those days. So on Tuesday, I know in my schedule, I'm going to the gym right after work. And then the third part to that for success is that you reward yourself. And it might be with uh, a new, for me, it would be like new workout pants, or I get to go hang out with friends and have a piece of cake at the end of the week. You don't always want to use food as a reward, but there has to be some kind of reward system because that tells your brain that you're doing something positive. Because if you do exercise and you say you hate it, but you know you need to do it, what did I just do? I used all these negatives. I hate it, but I know I need to do it, but I don't want to. But if you give yourself all these positive reinforcements. Um, they're like little cues that your brain uses to set those new neuropaths. Yeah. And what she was saying about acknowledging, you know, that you need to do something and then working on that practice, the, the steps that you can put in place for that practice to, to basically fool your brain into it being a good thing. Well, right. And then once you get there, um, better to go and only work out five minutes mm -hmm. than to not go at all, just so that you keep the habit and keep the routine. And then, right. like it says in the book, then you've done your best for that day. You were maybe tired and you could only walk on the treadmill for five minutes and that was your best right. that day. But you're not going to go home and have negative self-judgment of yourself right. and regrets. You're going to be like, wow, I did it. Five minutes. 
good for me. I didn't just drive right past the gym like I wanted yeah. to, you know, and yeah, strengthening that frontal cortex where all those habits are formed. Yeah. So. Well, it's funny because uh, the workout thing can be an issue. Um, <laughs> Who are you kidding? Especially. I think, well, and I think everybody can relate to that because yeah. we all know we're, we should exercise. Right. And none of us want to. Well, hold that thought, Vicki, really quick, because I will say he says inaction is sitting, you know, action is about living fully. Inaction is the way that we deny life. Inaction is sitting in front of the television every day for years because you're afraid to be alive and to take the risk of expressing what you are. And I felt that. I know. I did I too. I felt that. When I read that, that last. Truth punch. Well, because yeah. I told on myself yesterday at the meditation workshop in front of like a hundred people saying, all I do is watch TV sometimes, right. and I use that to... That's your barrier that's, for... Yeah. That's my barrier to a yeah. lot of positive habits. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Vic, what were you going to say? Just about working out, and um, you know, this is why we have sponsors, because my sponsor <laughs> said to me, I was beating myself up about not working out, and blah, 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 and she said, well, why don't you just try to move? Why don't you just, every day, just move? Mm-hmm. Don't don't worry about calling it working out or exercising. Just move in any way that you can. So if you do a couple of yoga poses or if you go for a walk or you do whatever, take that pressure off. I have to exercise and really just make sure that you move. Right. Well, I, the exercise thing. So I was all into the fit boxing and then that, that class ended. So I had to start a new gym. And so I basically didn't work out but a couple of times in September the habit was smashed, and it has been so hard for me to get back on that horse, like so hard. I find every reason in the world, I'm, you know, and it's always I'm tired and I don't want to go back out, which is so stupid. But now after reading this and thinking about trying to do my best every day, it's just like Bree said. And I used to do this because I went to that fit boxing class in the middle of winter at 8 o'clock at night, and I thought, I, I won't work hard, but I'll go there. And that's what I would tell myself just to get myself there. And then, of course, once I got there, it's always just about showing up. Right? Show up. Suit up and show up. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's Don Miguel says that, um, I like saying his name like that. It's like we're best friends, you know. <laughs> you know Don Miguel by his first name. Um, Don, you know, he talks about how this agreement encap- encapsulates all the other three. Because if yeah. you think about it, why don't we do our best is usually because maybe sometimes we have like an agreement with ourselves or we make an assumption about something. Like the assumption is I can't go to the gym Unless I go full out and I do like a 30 minute workout and I'm sore tomorrow. But that's just an agreement we've made with ourselves about what the perfect workout is. Mm-hmm. So just move. Vicki, like I love that how she helped you reframe the idea of exercise to be just move. My old roommate had actually said something to me when I saw her last that was like an aha moment and it was along those similar lines. She said, you know, I used to go to, because I was like, oh, you still going to the gym every day. She's like, no. And she's like, I go and I walk now because I like walking. I like going for walks. And I realized she was listening to a song and some line in the song made her realize that if she's not enjoying what she's doing every day in life, then she needs to change that and do what she enjoys. And she's like, I enjoy walking, but I don't like going to the gym and being on the elliptical for 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to go walk. It's still, I'm, I like riding my bike. I'm going to ride my bike. Right. I'm going to do the exercises that I like instead of trying to fit into societal standards of like what working out should be lifting weights and mm-hmm. being on the, on the elliptical and running marathons. And she goes, and you know what? I like salads, 
but I only like salads with ranch dressing. So guess what? I'm putting ranch on my salads now. Not a lot, you know, in Mm -hmm. moderation. But she used to always choke down salads with like olive oil and like lemon because she, you know, that was like, she thought it was the right thing to do. Ranch is so poo pooed now, you know, and she's like, but then I would hate it. I would open my lunch and I wouldn't want to eat it. She's like, now I like and and look forward to eating salads because I put a little bit of cheese on there, I put some some ranch dressing (laughs) on there and I eat a salad better than not having a salad and not having those veggies. So she reframed the whole way she was thinking about all of her daily habits. Yeah, her health. Right. And made them work for her so right. she could enjoy it and do her best right. to stick to those things. And I, th- I think it's so cool that he he really does a great job of, of explaining how all of these things are just going to give you a happy, full life. That the goal is really to have a happy, full life, right? So what he says in this one paragraph reminded me exactly what you were saying. And he says, all your life, you tried to be good enough for somebody else. And you left yourself last. You sacrificed your personal freedom to live according to somebody else's point of view. You tried to be good enough for your mother, your father, your teachers, your beloved, your children, your religion, and society. After trying for so many years, you try to be good enough for yourself. And you find out that you're not good enough for yourself, right? So why not put yourself first? Maybe the first time in your life. You can relearn how to love yourself by accepting yourself unconditionally. And you can start projecting unconditional love to the authentic you. So basically, when we do, it's kind of like that Marie Kondo, or is that her name? Mm -hmm. If it doesn't bring you joy, get rid of it. Thank it for its service and say goodbye. Well, and it's like those thoughts that we have, Mm -hmm. you know, those negative thoughts. Thank you for your opinion. And it did serve me well at some point. Right. But now I need to change it because it's not working. And all this stuff, like, I mean, and it even reminds me of that conversation I had about my daughter and the fat tummy, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, society told me that my tummy is supposed to be flat. Right. Not me. I don't. I've, I've really embraced my body yeah I know I am afraid to say it but um and where it is and what it is and I'm trying to be um healthy now not for I want to be firm but I want to be healthy and I'm not striving to have like this hot bod that I can fit in and it helps that I don't have a boyfriend I think (laughs) maybe that will change but I'm hoping not I'm hoping I'm practicing this embracing who I am and dancing naked in front of the mirror because that was another thing that someone recommended Mm -hmm. um dancing naked in front of the mirror and just being like I love my body and this is this body serves me well every day I get to stand up it holds me up it gave you two beautiful babies it gave me two beautiful babies it gives me breath and life every day so so I'm trying to flip that script on body image big time and while you were talking I thought about what Chelsea said I think it was last week when she was talking about changing that script in her head the script that we learned as a child that was at that time served us because we were probably surviving on what little bit of knowledge we had about life and we don't change that script as adults and and you have to you have to put your thoughts on trial and by doing that you can reframe what your life is today. Because the other cool thing that he said, I got all excited, I just like snap my legs. The other cool thing is he says, if you are living in the day and living in the moment, 
then you're living a good life. You're doing your best if you're in the moment and you're appreciating what's right in front of you right now. You're not worried about what you did or didn't do yesterday. And you're certainly not worrying about what might happen tomorrow. Well, right, because you can only do your best right now. And the program is always telling us that, you know, one day at a time. So yesterday at the workshop, uh-huh. I was putting the chairs away and I go downstairs and I guess down at the bottom of the, we, we had this workshop at a church and I was going to put the chairs away and there was a bench sitting in the hallway and it was a Cub Scout painted bench because I think they have the Cub Scouts yeah. in the multi-purpose room downstairs. And it said on the bench, always do your best or no, not, not always. It just said, do your best. And I don't know. I don't know if that's like a boy scout. I think I remember that from when my brother was in boy scouts. I think that's just like their motto. It's like a scout. All of boy it's, it's, scouts Girl scouts does it too. Do your I, on best. my honor, I will try to serve, serve God in my country. Yeah. And do, yeah. Help yeah. others and all, whatever. Mm-hmm. So do your best. Yeah. And so I just thought that was so crazy. Cause of course, just like the way higher powers work and stuff like that is there I am. I'm like looking at the bench that says, do your best. And I wanted to take a picture of it, but I didn't have my phone on me. And I was just, oh, you know, like here it is. Like, yeah. And so it was your neon sign. Cool for the organizations that teach us that when mm-hmm. we're younger. And if we are able to really retain some of that, like the, the good stuff that we, the, that some of society does try to teach us when right. we're younger, like. Ooh, like if a boy, you know, the yeah. ones that can actually walk away from Boy Scouts and be like, well, I was told to do my best and they live with that integrity. Like, sure. cool. As opposed to doing your best doesn't always equate to winning or right. being the best. Oh, yes. Oh, and th- I just think I had my golden nugget. Like doing your best doesn't mean you have to be the best all, mm-hmm. the, all the time. Right. Right. Sometimes your best is just showing up or right. just getting out of bed or mm-hmm. just listening to a friend or just yeah having a cup of tea instead of coffee your seventh cup of coffee (laughs) sure and you know as as I was saying earlier it changes from day to day so a standard I have for today is not going to be the same standard that I have for tomorrow we had a very high emotion stress stressful in a good way yesterday but there was a lot tied up in it and today we're all really tired it's like we're emotionally and physically exhausted well the energetic mm-hmm. self it was drained because was. we were putting so much out there to deliver for others right. and um and that's part of why we have to fill our cup right we have to fill our cup because energetically we can't only give so much right and I when I woke up this morning I was late to the meeting but I showed up yep I was the same way I had a bad night's sleep and and it's all that like cortisol stuff and I I had a friend tell me whose other friend was some kind of neurophysicist blah 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 and they said your body releases the highest amount of cortisol between I think it's 2 and 5 a.m. So when you wake up in the middle of the night, that's what it is. It's the stress hormones, like, jerking you awake. And out of us, I know at least three or four of us said we woke up last night. It was because – and this happens with me all the time with uh, when I have a big event. I'm fine – through the event, and then the next day is when I'll have, like, stomach problems because your body finally goes, okay, I can let go of everything now. And then that's when you get sick and, you know, all that stuff happens. And it was because there was no more energy left in my cup. Yeah, and it was beautiful what Dar said about uh, the chi yesterday. Yeah. And, um, you know, anything – so the the chi is the energy that flows through your body. And situations like the workshop and stuff, as much as it's great and we're excited about it and we're helping others, that – and this goes for anyone who might be listening. When you are – 
planning a birthday party for your chill for your child or um a you know you have a big project due at work holidays yeah and you don't notice it because it's not all happening at once but mm-hmm. like the tension building up to it right cuts off that energy in our body and creates you know that's why where the term disease comes from is dis-ease you know mm-hmm. the energy doesn't flow and so that yes. that almost uh emotional mental physical hangover you had mm-hmm. Like I was feeling that this morning too. I I had visible bags under my eyes. This yeah, your morning. little eyes look rough. I was looking at the meeting. <laughs> See, I'm like, you, yeah, I'm not even offended by it. I'm like, these are my battle wounds from like yeah. yesterday. You yeah, know? and just having tension. And but I but we did our we all did our best. We did our best. And today we're gonna just do our best, and that means a nap <laughs> when I leave here, mm-hmm. and you know, just keeping it low key today. I thought it was funny when I walked into the meeting and all three of I mean, you always have your glasses on, but all three of us had our glasses on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like I don't want to have to like squint as I was driving. You know, my yeah, my eyes were tired. I wanted to give him a break. Yeah. It's so funny. It is funny. Funny ha ha. Funny strange. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our best today is just literally too bad you guys can't hear our some of our beginning outtakes when we're trying to get our yeah. sound right um because it's definitely slap happy it was exhausted much, yeah overtired it was banter today but um yeah i just love this and i love I how it ties in all of the first three yes. agreements so perfectly because sometimes we're not going to do the we're not going to have the best words and be impeccable with our words or, um, you know, we're not always going to not take things personally. Right. But, and those are, those are tools that we are learning that we learn in the program and we continue to learn is that no, we're not perfect. We're never going to be perfect. We just strive for progress and not being impeccable with your word. The beauty of that is that we can go back and we can make amends. You know, you can apologize, you can own it and you can apologize for it because we're all going to do it. I mean, today our topic was about anger and how, you know, anger used to rule my life in such an unhealthy, scary, ugly way. And what I'm learning now and the the reading today was so perfect about it because it just said, learn to use it as a tool. And I think with all of these agreements, it's it's us trying to progress in our spiritual journey. But, you know, don't beat yourself up. Try to be the best you can be today. So here, here's what he says about all this, okay? The fourth agreement allows the first three agreements to become deeply ingrained habits. Repetition and practice will make you the master, but don't expect that you can master these agreements right away. Don't expect that you are always going to be impeccable with your word or that you are never going to take anything personally or that you are never going to make assumptions. Your habits are too strong and firmly rooted in your mind. Just do your best. And I put to the side, progress, not perfection. Yeah. I mean, there are so many pieces in this reading that are so equivalent and parallel to the things that we learn and the steps and all those things. And it's just so important that we practice. But when a when a baseball player is practicing and he doesn't get a ton of home runs, does he? Well, he maybe he does beat himself up. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a baseball player. Well, I can tell you when I was a gymnast. Now, remember when I was learning back handsprings? Um, I would get one and twenty right, but my body would remember what that felt like, and so that's what I would work towards again. And it's and that's like creating those new habits and and understanding when you do something wrong. It's like you you've done it right before, so you remember what that feels like, and it's. It's like you have a connection between the physical and the mental 
yeah, because we were talking about that today as well. When you do have the anger, now it doesn't feel good. It's almost like a nauseous feeling when mm-hmm. you're like angry and you're mad at someone and you're holding on to resentment. So yeah, there's definitely a you know yeah physical yeah component to that. Very cool. Um, really quick, do you guys remember when they always used to say, "Good, better, best. Never let it rest till your good is your better and your better is your best." I don't, but that's adorable. I've never heard that before, and I love I, it. I'm pretty sure that's how it goes. I, it sounds well, right. It sounded pretty flowy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Flow agrees. You did your best. So, you know, never let it rest and just keep practicing, mm-hmm. but don't go to burnout. There's no need for that. You know, burnout's not right. good for... Burnout is not the and goal. burnout doesn't make you better. Yeah, goal, I don't think burnout is the end game. That's not our goal. No, There's no I trip. gave up being a burnout like about nine years ago. I was like, no more burnout. I'm not a burnout. Well, and there's no trophy for burnout either, right? Because mm-hmm. Vicki, you always used to say you don't get like rewarded for working through your lunch. You know, you just, you know. Do you know what I used to always say? Martyrs are never appreciated. Murderers? Martyrs. Oh, martyrs. Martyrs or murderers. None of them. Those are not appreciated yeah. in this circle of women and whoever else is listening. Circle of humans. Humans. One of my favorite t-shirts, and actually your sponsor has this t-shirt. It says, human being, be both. Mm. No, it's humankind. Dang it, I messed it up. Humankind, be both. But they're both apropos. Yeah, they are. We can make, you know, human being be both and humankind be both. Yeah, 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 yeah. Are we going to wind up the four agreements, ladies? Yeah, well, I I kind of already shared my golden nugget. You did, the golden nugget. That was, that was my golden nugget. And also um, the misconception that in order to feel like you're doing your best, um, you have to work until you burn out. Until you, it's like the shooting star. Yeah, that's not true. That was the golden nugget part is that it's not true. Right. You know. Um, just like, uh, sorry. Um, my golden <laughs> Well, say it. Now you have to say it. Come on. It's what you said. What What did you say wasn't real? Oh, acceptance. Acceptance isn't real. <laughs> See, I'm tired today, so I keep forgetting things. It's like I remember pieces and parts. Um, and then my brain kind of short circuits. My golden nugget was reframe your idea of something to make it so it can be more realistic or reasonable. And Vicky kind of pointed to that a couple of times. It's like reframing stuff. You can you can always change your narrative. You can always change your story. And that can change daily. Well, and you change. That's the goal is to change, right? You should mm-hmm. want to have it to be different or at least it should be different if you're if you're doing this work. It should it should mm-hmm. be changing and and um but change is scary. It is scary because we're trying to keep ourselves safe. Right. That's our that's our Well, that's there's my other golden nugget. Yeah, I mean, we're trying to keep ourselves safe and comfortable and getting out of the unknown. But look what happens when we get into the unknown and what we discover. And it's like all about that inspiration piece. Mm -hmm. When we let go of all of that um, basic uh, comfort and we open ourselves up, it is not comfortable, but then it can be beautiful or it can be messy and funny. But perfection isn't real. Perfection isn't real. And that is that for again. that is for true. You know, but it isn't. And we all think that we have to be perfect. And mm-hmm. when we're trying to be perfect, 
usually it's kind of like, you know, when you're trying to get a guy or a girl, you know, uh, to someone you like and, and you're trying to mac on, mac on them and they're giving you the highs. They're giving you the highs. <laughs> um, you seem desperate, right? Yeah. And, and when you're trying too hard to be perfect, you will never be perfect even if you are because it looks like you're trying. Well, and that energy of that desperation is palpable. I mean, you can feel the energy of desperation. You can feel it. You can smell it. You can, you know, Mm -hmm. and and you can't shake it. I I remember when I would be in a rush in the weeds at a restaurant. Mm -hmm. That is when I would make so many mistakes and I would be trying so hard and oh, maron. So I have to tell a funny story, though. The other day, (laughs) I was the the, the, uh, Mackin and the Heisman, I, I said, to my 16 year old and I'm like so nobody's macking on you and you're not having to give them the Heisman (laughs) and she goes mom I don't speak 80s and then I said to her honey that's 90s speak (laughs) and then there was the eye roll yeah yeah it's funny (laughs) but um the, the whole idea is we just have to be ourselves and when we are really authentically ourselves that's when people are drawn to us right that's when the, that's when the beauty comes in. That's when it's inspired. That's mm-hmm. when spirit comes in. And like you said, you had an out-of-body experience yesterday. Yeah. It's because you weren't trying too hard and you were in the moment and you were letting spirit speak through you. And it was a beautiful thing. And I had such a high afterwards. It was cool. Natural high. Natural high. Well, I really enjoyed this topic, and I'm excited to see what we do next week. If we do fifth agreement, or if we <laughs> go in a totally different direction and take some of the requests that yeah. came in. Yeah, and please send us your requests. Please, we love requests. And as always, if you have not given us review, we would really appreciate, it, especially on the Apple Podcast. Five star review does wonders for us. It kind of gets us a little bit farther out there to other people. Yeah, to share the love and share us. Share us if you like us. If you don't like us, zip it, please. (laughs) We don't want anyone to know how bad we are in your opinion. But we love you anyways because you're a human being, so be humanly kind. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Tribe out. Tribe out. Tribe out. Thanks for listening to another episode of Telling on Ourselves. Please rate, review, share, subscribe, download our podcast at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And if you want more Telling on Ourselves, please find us and follow us and like us on Instagram and Facebook at Telling on Ourselves. Tribe out.